0: Howdy, howdy. This is Lily from Makecraft Game, and you're listening to Reading Rulebooks. Today, we're going to be reading the rulebook for Obsession. So, let's dive in. Obsession is a Kante Games publication by Dan Halligan. Our key playtesters are Tim Halligan and Matt Halligan. Graphic design and theme consultants are Guy Allen, David Buckland, Marcel Edwards, Martin Jones, and Maria Mestrinyakova. And I apologize if I messed up anybody's name there. Our Story Changes are afoot in Derbyshire, England, where four families, all possessed of eligible young gentlemen and ladies, find themselves embroiled in romance and intrigue during a time of optimism. Fortune has recently smiled on these somewhat neglected estates, families with respectable histories that endured hard times in the late 18th century. Now, in the mid-19th, the families Asquith, Cavendish, Ponsby, and York have coincidentally come into new sources of income and are intent on improving their country estates and restoring their failing reputations. The inflow of funds is modest, but there's a new optimism abroad in this part of Derbyshire. The envy of this part of the country is Alderley Hall, where Margaret, Dowager Countess Fairchild, and her sister-in-law, Ethel, reside with a joint income well in excess of £20,000, Only their loneliness living on such a sprawling estate dampens the generous hearts of these two widowed and childless ladies. Then, to their delight, they welcome new occupants, their dashing nephew Charles and their lovely niece Elizabeth, sadly not far removed from tragedy. Their parents, returning from holiday in the south of France, perished crossing the Channel in suddenly ill weather. The death of Margaret's brother-in-law and his lady has brought Charles and Elizabeth permanently to the Fairchild residence, far from their childhood estate in Yorkshire. Of course, the irrepressible Fairchild Ladies, now a year removed from the terrible accident, know precisely what is the best medicine for a sad heart. Romance. And the surrounding hills are awash in prime matchmaking material. The near-Derbyshire families all have marriageable children, and the Fairchild Ladies have design. Glossary Info This obsession rulebook enables rapid setup and gameplay. The game also comes with a separate alphabetized glossary where detailed explanations can be found beyond the scope of this rulebook. Every highlighted term in blue the reader encounters in these passages has a corresponding glossary entry. The glossary provides thematic content and should also be used whenever necessary to clarify rules described in brief here. Note that game variations are presented in the glossary under Variations. The glossary is a critical adjunct to this rulebook if one is seeking to get the most out of a game of obsession. Game components, one supply board, one round track, four butlers, which are blue meeples, eight valets, which are green meeples, four housekeepers, which are red meeples, eight ladies' maids, which are purple meeples, two underbutlers, which are black meeples, and 13 footmen, which are white meeples. Four player boards, four organizers, 20 reputation wheel counters, four reputation wheel markers, 35 100 pound coins, 11 500-pound coins, 1 linen draw bag, 4 reminder tiles, 2 pawns, 1 score pad, 12 two-sided player aids, 10 theme cards, 30 victory point cards, 30 objective cards, 17 family cards, 2 fairchild cards, 15 starter guest cards, 35 casual guest cards, 26 prestige guest cards, and 95 gentry cards, 12 solitary opponent cards, 1 solitary dice, One solitary AI card, 13 essential tiles, 14 service tiles, 14 estate tiles, 13 prestige tiles, 15 sporting tiles, 6 monument tiles, and 5 suites expansion and hybrid second printing tiles. Player area setup standard play. Rules for four obsession variants can be found in the glossary under variants. First player rule summary setup. A player is randomly assigned the first player marker. Starting with the person to the left of the first player and going clockwise, players choose a family board. The first player will get last choice. Each family has their own special power. During the game, at the end of each courtship season, the first player pawn is passed counterclockwise to the player's right. 1. Decide who will be the starting player and give him or her the purple first player pawn. Important. Player area setup must take place before central play area setup. More details can be found on pages 4 and 5 of the rulebook or under central play area setup of this podcast. 2. Beginning with the player to the left of the first player and moving clockwise, choose a family player board. Note, the only gameplay differences between the player boards is the starting family bonus, which is described in the lower right-hand corner of each board. 3. Each family gets four reputation wheel counters, two-sided circular chits, Players place the chit with the number 1 face-up on their board in the top right corner and set the rest nearby the player board for later use. Extended play. If playing an extended play game, an additional 7-8 reputation wheel counter is used and set near the player board. 4. Place a reputation wheel marker on position 1 of the wheel. Family bonus. The Cabadash family starts on position 4. Five. Each family acquires the five starting servant meeples, the blue butler, red housekeeper, green valet, purple lady's maid, and white footman, and places them in the available service on the player board as shown. Family bonus, the York family begins the game with an extra footman. 6. Place a country estate organizer near the player board. This can be done either below the player board or to one side of it. 7. Leave room below the organizer for additional tiles. Alternatively, players may use the backside of the player board which has an integrated organizer. Each family starts with the same five improvement tiles, which are distinguished by a building icon in the upper right-hand corner on only one side. Place the tiles in columns matching the colors on the country estate organizer. The building icon should be visible. 8. Each family begins with the same four family members, a husband and wife, heir and daughter. Frequently, estate names differ from their family's last name. Note, however, that each family member shares the same crest as on their player board, and above that crest is the first letter of the family name, which will be the first cards in a player's gentry deck. Family bonus! The Esquith family begins with a fifth family member, a Dowager Countess Aunt. 9. The 15 starter guests have a crown in the upper left-hand corner of the card. Randomly deal two starter guests to each player, These two close family friends are combined with the four family cards to form the player's starter gentoo deck. Alternatively, players can use a starter guest card to choose these guests. See variations, page 26 in the glossary. 10. Each player is dealt five objective cards, keeping all of them. Over the course of the game, players will discard objectives that are less desirable, finishing with and scoring three. Extended play. Each player is dealt four objective cards, keeping them all. Over the course of the game, players will discard objectives that are less desirable, finishing with and scoring four. Objective Cards Discarding bad objectives during the game. In standard play, players begin the game with five objective cards. In Season 1, first four rounds, players evaluate their objectives, discarding the worst card after Season 1 courtship. Early in Season 2, round 6, players draw and keep two more cards. At the end of each of the next three courtships, players discard a card, getting rid of a total of four, settling on the three best scoring objectives after the final courtship. Central play area. For each step below, locate the corresponding number icon in the layout graphic. Please recall that any term in blue is a glossary term, where additional details are provided. Place the supply board in the center of the playing area, where it will be easily accessible by all players. Populate the supply board as follows. 1. Servants for Hire, a glossary term. The Servants for Hire box on the supply board holds extra servants that may be hired during the game. The number of servants varies depending on the number of players. Populate servants on the supply board as follows. For two players, you will need two underbutlers, four footmen, two valets, and two ladies' maids. For three players, you will need two underbutlers, six footmen, three valets, and three ladies' maids. And for four players, you will need two underbutlers, eight footmen, four valets, and four ladies' maids. Important. The underbutler pawns are stored in the Servants for Hire area, but the underbutler is not acquired in the same fashion as footmen, valets, and the ladies' maids, who are hired by the butler in the butler's room. The underbutler is only hired when a builder's pantry service tile is purchased from the builder's market. Then, and only then, is the underbutler taken from the Servants for Hire area. 2. Objective cards. Each player was dealt objective cards during player setup. Place the remaining objective cards in their designated slot to the right of the Servants for Hire box. 3. 100-pound and 500-pound coins. 35 100-pound coins and 11 500-pound coins come with the game. Place a sufficient supply of coins as indicated. This supply is the bank. Favors are taken from here and purchases are paid into here. Money is not limited. If players run out of coins, use a suitable substitute. 4. Casual Guests The supply board holds two decks of Gentry cards, Casual Guests and Prestige Guests. The symbol for the Casual guest is 1 fleur-de-lis in the upper left-hand corner of the Gentry card. This will be below the Prestige rating. Each player received two starter guests during player setup. These starter guests are a subset of Casual Guests and will be used during the game. Combine the remaining starter guests with a 35 casual guest, thoroughly shuffle, and place in their corresponding slot, which is denoted by the single fleur-de-lis underneath the cards box. Prestige Guests The symbol for prestige guests is two fleur-de-lis. Shuffle the 25 prestige guests and place in the corresponding box indicated by the two fleur-de-lis on the bottom of the box. 6. Improvement Tiles Except for monuments, place all improvement tiles in the purple tile bag. Monuments are then added based upon player count. 2 players, Sculpture Garden, plus 2 other tiles of choice. 3 players, Sculpture Garden, plus 3 other tiles of choice. 4 players, 5 monument tiles of choice. Note, as an alternative to the high VP values of the Sculpture Garden, players can exclude it from the game or, if an estate monument is desired, substitute the garden maze in its place. 7. Round Track Place the round track on the supply board with the white pawn on the first square. The side with 16 rounds is standard play, the side with 20 rounds is extended play. Shuffle the victory point cards and place them on the round track board in the top right corner. Shuffle the theme cards thoroughly and place them on the round track board in the upper left hand corner. Place reminder tiles equal to the number of players nearby. Place the cards representing Charles and Elizabeth Fairchild near the round track. These cards are easily identified either by name or by purple frame, and unique crest, in the upper left-hand corner of both cards. 8. Builder's Market For the initial population of the market, only improvement tiles with the prestige rating of 1, 2, or 3, along with the four service tiles, can be used. Brushing room, barn, butler's pantry, and servant's quarters. These are the tiles that qualify for initial population. Qualifying tiles are then drawn to fill the builder's market for the first time. Draw out six qualifying tiles, return any excluded tiles to the bag. Tiles that qualify for initial population. Tiles with a prestige rating of 1, 2, or 3, including the Heritage Guest Suite, Brushing Room Service Tile, Barn Service Tile, Butler's Pantry Service Tile, and Servant's Quarter Service Tile. Tiles excluded from initial population. Tiles with the prestige rating 4, 5, or 6, including the Queen's Suite and Lionheart Suite. Servants' Hall tile, all monuments. Every tile possesses a tile sorting number, or TSN. This is listed on the tile just under the Tiles Effect. Once 6 qualifying tiles have been drawn, place them in ascending TSN order from left to right in the Builders' Market. If a duplicate qualifying tile is drawn it is stacked on top of its matching tile in the market setup is now complete goal and flow of game round track and round track icons goal of the game each player is the head of a respected but troubled family estate in victoria britain the player's objective is to renovate a neglected country estate rehabilitate the family's tarnished reputation and improve the marriage prospects of eligible children a primary goal will be to form an attachment with the wealthy and influential Fairchild family. Successful action taken to restore the family's standing amongst the Derbyshire social elite are measured in victory points, or VP. There are seven sources of VP, and they are represented by 1. An appealing country estate, which accounts for 26.7% of the total available victory points. two. The best social connections which accounts for 21.6 percent of the total available vp three superior reputation in the country which accounts for 16.6 percent of the total available vp four a large and well-trained domestic staff this accounts for 13.3 percent of the total available vp five private family achievements which account for 11.1 percent of the total available vp six Successful courtship of a fair child, which accounts for 8.3% of total available VP. And finally, 7, wealth. This accounts for 2.4% of the total available VP. It is recommended that players review page 15 of this rulebook or the end of game scoring to understand how VP are awarded for each of these sources. Courtship and Winning Game Tip Courtship is the focus of each season in Obsession. It is unlikely you can successfully ignore Courtship to focus on buying improvement tiles or building your deck, yet winning the hand of a fair child counts for less than 15% of the total victory points on average. This should remind everyone that if the Courtship goes against you, you are wise to identify a Strength, Money, Prestige Guest Invites, Reachable Objectives, and go 100% in that direction. Chasing a Courtship that is out of reach usually ensures defeat. If Charles or Elizabeth doesn't like your family, become a warligan. Build, cultivate friends, hoard money. You can still win. Flow of the game, round track. The number of rounds is controlled by the round track. There are two features on the round track that control the game, seasons and rounds. Seasons, the standard and extended length games both encompass four seasons. In a standard length game, one season is three rounds, purple spaces, where activities happen, such as hosting social events, hiring servants, and renovating your estate, ending in a courtship round showing an icon of a Victorian couple. No activities of any type occur during a courtship round, only courtship is evaluated. Courtship is described in detail on page 13, but it is important to note that a theme card is revealed at the beginning of each season before any actions are taken. Open courtship. That theme provides insight into the interests and passions of Charles and Elizabeth Fairchild, the objects of the competitive courtship. In summary, each seasonal courtship is three things. 1. Players learn what interests the Fairchild siblings. Theme card is revealed. 2. Players court Charles and Elizabeth by pursuing activities that will gain their attention. Actions taken on purple spaces. 3. Courtship is then evaluated with the most successful players being awarded the favors, and perhaps a visit from one of the Fairchilds for the next season. Standard Rounds Purple Spaces When the white pawn is advanced to a new purple round space, two things can happen. One, the round may have a symbol showing a special event, village fair, national holiday, etc. Players then follow specific rules for such special events. Village Fair Players who have flipped the study tile receive 2 reputation and 300 pounds at the start of this round. The study tile is defined in the glossary. Courtship event. Service is not refreshed and no activity takes place. Players who possess a servant's hall do not gossip. Players who possess monuments do not gain reputation. Only a courtship event is resolved this round. Objective card draw. At the beginning of each player's turn, two objective cards are drawn and added to the objectives already at hand. See the glossary for more details. Builder's Holiday Players are permitted to purchase as many tiles from the market as resources allow. This includes tiles located in the Builder's Market Reserves. The glossary also defines Builder's Holiday. National Holiday Players' reputation does not limit actions this round. Players are permitted to host any activity and any guests during the round as if reputation were at max. For more information, see the Glossary for National Holiday. Endgame scoring. Players total their victory points by category and declare a winner. 2. The round space requires each player in turn order to either host one activity or pass. This is a standard player turn. The standard player turn is described in great detail later. After a player has hosted an activity or passed, see Passing in the Glossary, the next player in clockwise order does the same. When every player has hosted one activity or passed, the Round Track marker is advanced to the next space on the Round Track. The Round Track, Standard and Extended Play, Beginning the Game. Standard Play versus Extended Play Players must decide between Standard Play and Extended Play. Obsession's round-track board is two-sided and features a standard-length 16-round game on one side and an extended-length 20-round game on the reserve. The games differ by more than just four player rounds. Extended play contains two additional icons on the round track that impact gameplay. An extra village fair, see study tile in the glossary, and an additional objective card draw. Also, an additional reputation counter is used during the extended play allowing for significantly more reputation victory points. The reputation wheel counters needed for standard play include the 1, 3, 5, and max token, while the round counters needed for extended play include the 1, 3, 5, 7, and max token. The counters showing 1, 3, 5, and 7 are two-sided, with 2, 4, 6, and 8 on the reverse side. The max tile with the flag is the same on both sides and represents 7 in the standard game and 9 in the extended game. It is placed after the highest number on the final tile. The impact on endgame scoring is dramatic. This can be seen in the reputation victory point charts. The victory points accumulated in a triangular number sequence, meaning the numeric values of each level is added to all the previous levels to determine victory points. For Standard Play, the game and victory points are 1, 3, 6, 10, 15, 21, and 28 respectively, whereas in Extended Play, the end game victory points for reputation level are 1, 3, 6, 10, 15, 21, 28, 36, and 45 respectively. In general, Extended Play allows for 1 greater development of the country estate, 2. An opportunity to host more elaborate activities with numerous guests. 3. Increased likelihood for completion of the most difficult objective cards. 4. Dramatically higher player reputations. budget an extra 10 minutes per player for extended play. Builder's Market Reserve and the Round Track The Round Track is primarily used to track players' turns and manage the seasonal courtship. It is also used to remind players when the builder's market reserve begins for both service tiles and tiles with a prestige rating of 1. a reserve reminder located beneath the second and third season of both round tracks indicates when players should begin the service tile reserve and begin pr1 tile reserve these reserves are locations on the large supply board to hold all service tiles and tiles with a prestige rating of 1 at certain times in the game For more detail on the Builder's Market in general, and the tile reserves in particular, consult the Glossary. For now, it is important to note that at the beginning of Season 2 and for the remainder of the game, all service tiles are placed in the Servant Tile Reserve on the main supply board. Similarly, at the beginning of Season 3 and for the remainder of the game, all tiles that have a Prestige Rating of 1 are placed on the Prestige Rating 1 tile reserve on the main supply board. Beginning the game The game begins with the white pawn on the round track first space, labeled Start. Every player completes one standard turn in clockwise order before the round track pawn is advanced. Some round spaces have a labeled icon indicating an event, as previously discussed. Reveal Courtship Theme At the start of each season, a theme card located on the round track is revealed. This theme will be one of the five Country Estate Organizer categories. Players will attempt to develop the revealed theme by playing and purchasing improvement tiles that fall into the courtship category. Courtship Variations Open Courtship The default courtship rules call for an open courtship, which means that a theme card is revealed at the beginning of a season. Players then develop their country estates with knowledge of the Fairchild sibling's preferences. Variations There are two main courtship variations that can be found in the glossary or later in this rulebook where the theme is either revealed at the end of the season, close courtship, or as determined by a roll of dice, variable courtship, gameplay is dramatically impacted by these variations and you are encouraged to explore them. Playing the game Rotating service, hosting an activity, inviting guests, providing service A standard turn Starting with the first player, players follow the 8 steps outlined on each player board. In some circumstances, players will pass, which has unique rules. Passing will be discussed at the end of this eight-step section. Step 1. Rotate Service Each player performs this action after Turn 1. On Turn 1, no servants have yet been used, so this step is ignored. First, move servants residing in the Servants' Quarters area to the available Service area, spaces located on the bottom of each player board. These servants are now available for the current turn. Second, Move servants in the expended service area to the servants' quarters to rest. These servants are unavailable for the current turn. Step 2. Check round-track, monuments, and servants' hall. There are three types of game actions that need to be checked before a player begins their turn. 1. Check the round-track space for special events, which we have previously discussed. If a symbol is present, follow the instructions for the event. 2. If a player owns monuments, They immediately take reputation equal to the number of monuments on display in their organizer. 3. If the players own a Servant Hall, they may deploy a Servant to the hall located on the organizer. Follow the Servant Hall instructions, which we will go over later. 3. Host Activity Each improvement tile represents a room or outside space at your country estate. Listed on each tile in white print below the tile name is the activity you can host in that space. Choose an activity to host by selecting an improvement tile from the country estate organizer. Not sure which activity to choose? Consult the strategy guide found in the glossary. Place the improvement tile on your player board in the square labeled activity. Note, a servant hiring action in the butler's room is a unique option for an activity to host. See hiring servant activity later in this rulebook. Critical rule one, at the beginning of step three, the largest number on the player board reputation must be greater than or equal to the largest number on the improvement tile chosen Note: special actions more on these later may be taken during a turn that caused the reputation to fall below the large tile number prestige rating critical rule 2 the servant indicated by the servant icon on the tile must be in your available service box on your player board unless the player has the servant's quarter tile or refreshes a servant via special actions. Announce the activity you are hosting to the other players. There are no secrets in Derbyshire society. Step 4. Invite Guests Your gentry cards represent the potential guests you may invite to your activity. Note: Gentry is a term that refers to people of good social position just below nobility. All large playing cards are gentry. The tile just placed on the player board tells what type of guests must be invited to the chosen activity. The player must supply the exact number and type of gentry indicated on the tile, or the activity cannot be hosted. There are five possibilities, gentry, family, gentlemen, ladies, and a particular type of guest. The player chooses cards from their active hand that satisfy this instruction. Cards in their discard pile are unavailable until the player passes. Critical Rule 1 At the beginning of Step 3, the largest number on your player board must be greater than or equal to the top left number on the Gentry card used. Actions may be taken during a turn that causes reputation to fall below the card number. Prestige Rating Note, family and the Fairchilds may attend any activity. Treat them as if they had a Prestige Rating of 1, although it would actually be much higher. Critical Rule 2 You must have the Servant indicated by the Servant icon on the card in the Available Service box on your player board. Place the cards below the player board. Step 5. Provide Service There will always be a colored icon of a Servant on an Improvement tile that can be played, and frequently on Gentry cards. Take the matching Servants from Available Service and place them on the Improvement tile and Gentry cards. Critical Rule 1. All Service is mandatory. If a servant is not available or acquired via special action, or the player does not possess the servant's quarter service tile, that activity or guest is not eligible. Here, a footman is placed on the tennis court tile, a valet on the guest card of the Honorable Albert Plantagenet, and a lady's maid on the guest card of Miss Anne Harlow. There are three servants that can stand in for other servants under certain circumstances, the housekeeper under butler and footman. Housekeeper Every player begins the game with a Housekeeper. This is the Red Pawn. There are several tiles and a few elite guests which she is the required servant. Ability. The Housekeeper may also stand in for a lady's maid when there are no ladies maids available. This is an innate ability and does not require a service tile. Under Butler. There are at most only two underbutlers in any game of Obsession and they are kept in the Servants-for-Hire section of the supply board along with extra valets, ladies' maids, and footmen. The underbutler can only be hired if a player acquires the butler's pantry service tile from the builder's market. When that tile is purchased, it is placed into the player's country estate organizer. The player also takes an underbutler from the supply and puts them in the expended service area on their player board. Ability the underbutler may serve in capacity of any other male servant, butler, valet, or footman, at any time, even if the other servant is available. Note, the butler's pantry service tile has been standardized for use with the upstairs-downstairs expansion, which has two new male servants, the hallboy and the useful man. The underbutler may stand in for the hallboy, but not the useful man, who is a specialized servant, footman. Every player begins the game with a footman and more are available from the supply. The footman is the required servant on several tiles and for a few guests. Ability, a footman may also stand in for a valet when there are no valets available, if the player has acquired the brushing room service tile from the builder's market. Once the brushing room is acquired and placed in the player's organizer, all current and future footmen have this ability. Unlike the butler's pantry tile, the brushing room tile does not grant the player a footman, but men are hired from the supply using the standard hiring action, which we will explore a little later. Step 6 Enjoy Favors. Successfully hosting an activity at one's country estate benefits the family. Consider the following example Mabel, Countess of Ponsby, received three distinguished visitors in the beautifully renovated Ponsby drawing room the stern Caroline, Viscountess Abernathy, the mysterious Estevan, Count Hoyos and Anne-Marie, Comtesse de Vintry, the wife of a French noble, and a new acquaintance. The conversation was lively and wide-ranging. The Ponsby family learned of key investment opportunities in France and Eastern Europe. Count Istvan fell in love with the estate grounds and enthusiastically accepted a return invitation to hunt when the weather returned, promising to bring along two close friends from London, and the neighboring estates took notice of the fine carriages that visited. The benefits resulting from an afternoon receiving Distinguished Visitors at the Ponsby Estate are called Favors. Most improvement tiles and all Gentry cards yield them, money in pounds, reputations denoted by the tiny lion symbol, and invitations to new guests denoted by the fleur-de-lis. The player acquires these Favors in the following order. 1. Total the pounds listed on all sources, tiles and Gentry cards, and take the coins from the supply representing that total. From the example, Anne-Marie supplies 400 pounds. Note, there are a class of guests called paupers, which cost the hosting family 100 pounds or 200 pounds if they attend an activity. A player must be able to pay this amount of money to the bank in order to invite a pauper. The money is paid during the enjoy favors step, so a player may either use other pound favors from the activity to account for the pauper or use a special action to acquire the necessary pounds. If the player cannot generate pounds to cover the pound penalty, the popper cannot attend. 2. Total the reputation listed on all sources and add this total to the family's reputation. Each line rampant is worth one space on the reputation wheel. Note, once a player crosses over top from 5 to 1, find the circular chit with the next highest number in sequence and flip or replace the current chit. In the example, the player would gain 5 reputation and they would move the reputation wheel marker in the clockwise direction around the circular chit, showing her current reputation level. She would move from the 3 to the 4 to the 5, at which time she would cross over top and return to the 1, flipping the reputation wheel counter from 3 to 4, before continuing two more positions for the total of 5 reputation added. They would finish at a reputation level of 4, the large number, position 3, the small number, One complete revolution around the wheel. Young lady admirer bonus. A young lady of each family possesses a reputation favor that is only taken when she attends an activity along with a male prestige guest. See the glossary for more details. Note: There are guests who impose a reputation penalty. When paying a penalty, a player moves counterclockwise on the reputation wheel. If in doing this, the player would cross over the top of the wheel, from number 1 back to number 5, then they must flip or replace the counter to show the next lowest reputation level. Exception. If a player has no reputation, level 1, position 1, they may invite guests with negative reputation without paying the penalty. Being so disreputable themselves, the family is free to consort with other unsavory characters. It is possible to pay a partial penalty, i.e. player is at level 1, position 2, with Miss Hawkins above attending the activity, the player must pay whatever penalty is possible until they reach the lowest reputation level. 3. Invite or dismiss gentry as indicated on all sources. Cards taken from the supply, prestige or casual guests are placed into the player's active hand. In this example, the successful activity has captured the interests of two casual guests, represented by one fleur-de-lis, and one prestigious guest, represented by two fleur-de-lis. The player takes the top prestige guest and the top casual guest the friends of count hoyos and then using the countess's ability looks at the next two casual guests keeping one and returning the rejected guest to the bottom of the casual guest deck the player shows their new connections to the other players there are no secrets in derbyshire society and puts them into their active hand the lady of the house has unique icons When this card is used, the player has a choice between two actions. Either look at two casual guests, keeping one, or dismiss any guest. On cards, only the lady of each family has this ability, but the favor is found on most estate improvement tiles. The Dismiss Guest Favor is the only favor that is not mandatory. When a dismissed Guest Favor is available, the player may optionally use that favor if there is a guest they wish to remove from their Gentry deck. See Dismissed Guests in the Glossary. Unusual Favors Victory Point Cards And Gossip A few select guests have favors that do not fall into the three main categories Money, Reputation, Invitations, or Dismissals. Victory Point Card Favors Elite guests can have such an impact on the family's quest to restore their social standing that a Victory Point Card, normally used in courtship, is awarded. Victory point cards offer a choice between a favor and endgame victory points. Players take a victory point card from the supply on the round track and use it the same way they would a courtship victory point card, which we will explain a little later. Gossip. Some casual guests of questionable reputation tend to gossip. On those cards is seen a favor that uses the word attack. This favor allows the player to choose another player about whom to spread damaging gossip. The target player decreases the reputation on their board by the amount shown in the attack favor, but the gossiping player does not increase their reputation. Note, some gossips are so unsavory that they also damage the family's reputation, while others do not. Hiring servant activity in favor. The enjoy favor step in the order of play on every player board references a 4th favor in the shape of a Servant. This favor is only available through the use of one tile, the butler's room start tile. Instead of hosting a social activity in Step 3, a player can hire Servants by selecting the butler's room tile. The butler is the required Servant, although the under butler may serve in this role. And the action is to take two Servants of choice from the Supply, the Servants for Hire area, any combination of valets, ladies' maids, or footmen may be taken. This excludes the underbutler, who can only be acquired with the purchase of the butler's pantry service tile. Players can also use the backside of the butler's room tile to recruit one servant from another player. The player takes one valet, ladies' maid, or footman from any location on another player's board. The loyal butler, under-butler, and housekeeper cannot be recruited as they would never consider such an offer. The butler's room is the only tile used for an activity where no gentry cards are placed. Critical rule. Hired or recruited servants must be placed in expended service on the player board with the butler or under-butler, whoever did the hiring, to be oriented to their new household. Are favors mandatory? There are three main favors, money in pounds, reputation, and invitation to new guests. All these favors are mandatory with one exception, dismissal, which is a subset of invitations. The opposite of an invitation is a dismissal, and this is the one favor that is optional. Only one gentry card possesses this favor, the lady of each house, but most estate improvement tiles have it. The rules governing dismissals are involved, See glossary for more, but three important ones stand out. Any guest, no family, may be dismissed. One can dismiss a guest who attended the activity that granted the dismissal favor. One can dismiss a guest in your active hand or discard pile. Step 7. Buy from the Builder's Market. The Builder's Market is the eight spaces on the central supply board where improvement tiles available for purchase are located. Six spaces in the active market, two spaces in the reserve. These tiles represent potential capital additions or renovations to a country house and its surrounding grounds. In a standard round, excluding courtship rounds, each player is permitted to purchase one improvement tile from the market using pounds saved or acquired as part of the current activity. On the builder's holiday, players can purchase as many improvements as they can afford. One does not have to buy from the market and can instead choose to save coins, pounds on their player board for future purchases. Market rules are as follows. Rule one, only one purchase per turn. The exception is the builder's holiday on the round track. Round 11 in standard play and round 13 in extended play. During the holiday, a player can purchase as many tiles as they can afford. Rule two, players cannot purchase duplicate improvement tiles. Rule three, pay the bank, pound supply pile on the supply board. The amount fixed on the builder's market above the tile as well as any plus or minus modifiers on the tiles themselves located in the upper right-hand corner. Tiles that represent a more modest capital improvement are discounted, and tiles that represent a significant capital improvement show a premium pound amount. Rule 4. Place newly purchased tiles in the country estate organizer in the proper column. By color or type, face up, the backside of the tile contains a rose in the upper right-hand corner. No rose should be visible. Note. Service and monument tiles are the same on both sides and never removed from the country estate organizer. If the servant's hall or a monument is purchased, take a reminder tile if you do not already have one and place it on the player board. It serves to remind players to take the reputation bonus on future turns. Players are also reminded by the order of play on each player board. Rule five, after purchasing a tile, slide the remaining tiles to the left, exposing the rightmost spot in the builder's market Draw a tile from the tile bag and place it there. If during the builder's holiday, more than one tile is purchased, populate only the open spaces in the tile sorting number order, lowest to the left, highest to the right. Tiles that belong in the builder's market reserve should be handled according to the market population rules discussed on the next page. Rule 6. If a duplicate tile is drawn, it is stacked on top of the same tile already in the market. If a player purchases one of the tiles, the duplicate remains available for another player to purchase. If the market is refreshed, both tiles are removed from the market to make room for new tiles. Rule 7. Players are permitted to purchase any tile they can afford, even if the prestige rating is above the family's reputation. Tile Types There are four types of tiles that will appear in the market. Standard Improvement Tiles, Suite Expansion Tiles, Service Tiles, and Monument Tiles. All are capital improvements of the country estate, but each functions differently. Improvement tile A tile used to host activities on subsequent turns. Hosting activities involve removing the tile from the organizer and placing it on the player board. These tiles are the most common and contain the physical location, the activity which can be hosted, guests to invite, a graphic icon of the servant required, and the favors to be enjoyed. Once used for the first time, the tile is flipped, showing a rose. Once flipped, the tile is never flipped again, unless it is a hybrid tile, which we will get into a little later. Suites Expansion Tile These tiles are a hybrid of an improvement tile, front side, and a monument tile, back side, except for the Heritage Suite. They are unique in that only one guest can be invited to stay overnight at the country estate with enhanced favors. We'll get into this a little bit more, and it will also be covered in the glossary. Service Tile A tile placed in the organizer and never moved from there the butler's room which is played is a start tile all five service tiles grant service related permanent benefits that the player enjoys for the rest of the game indicated by the circular arrow icon monument tile a tile placed in the organizer and never moved from there these tiles represent prestigious decorative improvements of the player's estate that increase reputation over time For each subsequent turn, the player increases their reputation by one step on the Reputation Wheel for each Monument in their Organizer. Unique Tile Rules There are several tiles that possess unique rules that are worth reviewing here. Barn On all feature turns, when a tile from the Estate category is played, which is indicated by the reddish color of a tile, the player increases their reputation by one on their Player Board Reputation Wheel. This reputation increase is taken during the Enjoy Favors step. Servant's Hall At the beginning of a turn during Step 2, the player with the hall may place any available servant, the source of rumors, onto the tile. The targeted player reduces their reputation by 1, while the player in the hall increases their reputation by 1. The gossiping servant is then placed into the expended services and rotated normally in future turns. Once Step 3 Host Activity begins, the player cannot use the hall. Private study. The study is a location where family members gather to plan and manage the estate. One such effort is planning for the annual fair in the village located on the family property. The tile is played on a standard turn, and the activity that is hosted is village fair planning. If a family plans for successful fairs, then at the beginning of the turn, step two, featuring the village fair icon, the player's reputation increases by two, reputation wheel marker is incremented by two, and revenue of 300 pounds is gained. Fairs take place twice during the game in a standard game and three times during an extended play game. The study tile can be used once. When the activity is hosted, the study tile is flipped to reveal this permanent benefit which applies to all future fairs. If the village fair planning activity does not take place, no added revenues are enjoyed by the family and their reputation in the local community is not enhanced. However, the player retains the three victory points showing on the front side of the tile, which reflects the family's dedication to high society rather than village stewardship. Main library. Essentials tiles have a powerful benefit, number of guests. This can be seen in parties of five, six, seven, and more, a direct path to hugely favorable events. The main library, however, is a unique tile in that it is reserved for family and generates two unique favors, an objective card drawn on the front side and a victory point card drawn on the back side. The main library objective card draws differs from the draws on the round track in that the player only takes the top objective card from the supply. This card is an additional scoring objective. In a standard game, players score three objective cards, four in an extended game, A main library objective is in addition to these totals. On the back of the tile, the favor is a victory point card drawn from the top of the victory point card deck. Hybrid Tiles Hybrid tiles are a unique second printing bonus tile. The tile refers to a room or outdoor space that is multi-purpose. As a result, the type of the tile changes with the activity. The front is a different color or category than the back. These are unique hybrid tile rules. The white flower icon with a line underneath is the front side of the tile. This is the side that will be faced up in the market and the side that will be placed into the organizer when purchased, under the appropriate tile category. The front side VP would count, if needed, towards a courtship in that category. The color on the opposite side is previewed as the pattern behind the servant icon. After the tile is used to host an activity played onto the player board, it flips and is placed into the new tile category. For example, the green room above starts out as an essentials tile. After being used to host a philanthropy meeting, it is flipped and placed under the prestige category in the organizer. The green room then counts as a prestige courtship if needed. If a tile is used to host an activity a second time, It is again flipped and relocated under the original tile category. Thus, the hybrid tile mechanisms allow it to be flipped back and forth between two categories in response to courtship developments. Suite Expansion Tiles. There are three suite tiles, two of which have unique rules, the Queen Suite and the Lionheart Suite. These tiles double favors and convert into monuments after they have been used one time, the Queen Suite permits the invitation of one prestige guest from the player's active hand, and has the effect of doubling one favor of that guest player's choice. Service is required for the guest. Once played, the tile flips and converts into a monument. The Lionheart Suite allows the player to invite a prestige guest not currently in their gentry deck to stay at the estate. The player selects the top prestige guest from the supply, who immediately stays in the Lionheart Suite. All favors of this guest are doubled. The player does not provide service to this guest. The butler coordinates perfect hospitality for this visitor. This tile can be used for this action only one time, as it converts to a Monument tile once used. This new guest is placed into the player's discard pile. Builder's Market Reserve. During a game, the Builder's Market Reserve will activate twice. The purpose of the reserve is to remove low-value tiles from the market as players' reputations rise. Service tile reserve. After the first courtship is over, the service tile reserve activates, and the following steps are then taken. Move all service tiles currently in the market to the service tile reserve space. Refill the market as needed. If any additional service tiles are drawn, they are moved to the reserve and additional tiles are drawn to fill the market. For the remainder of the game, All service tiles drawn are moved to the reserve, and replacement tiles are drawn to fill the market. Players may review the tiles in the reserve at any time and make a purchase from there. Players may make multiple purchases from the reserves on a builder's holiday. Prestige Rating 1 PR1 Tile Reserve After the second courtship is concluded, the PR1 Tile Reserve activates, and the following steps are then taken. Move all tiles with a PR1 in the market to the PR1 tile reserve space. Refill the market as needed. If any additional PR1 tiles are drawn, they are moved to the reserve and replacement tiles are drawn. For the remainder of the game, any PR1 tiles drawn are moved to the reserve and replacement tiles are drawn. Players may review the tiles in either reserve at any time and make purchases from there. Players may make multiple purchases from both reserves on a builder's holiday. Special Actions Special actions refer to a class of actions where a player may trade reputation for pounds, refresh servants, or new choices in the builder's market. Each player board lists these actions. The three special actions are, one, borrow pounds. Anytime during a player's turn, they may borrow an unlimited amount of money as long as reputation is available. The cost of this action is a decrease in reputation by two per 100 pounds borrowed. Service help. Anytime during a player turn, They may refresh as many servants as desired as long as reputation is available. The cost of this action is a decrease in reputation by three per servants refreshed. Refresh Builder's Market. Anytime during a player's turn, they may refresh the Builder's Market only once as long as reputation is available. The cost of this action is a decrease in reputation by four when the market is refreshed. How to refresh the market. The tiles in the market are removed and set aside. Tiles in the service or PR1 reserve are never affected by a market refresh action. Six new tiles are drawn and placed in the market in the sorting number order. Duplicate tiles are stacked and the reserve is used if in effect. The tiles that were removed from the market and set aside are then added back into the bag. The market is refreshed. Step 8. Clear player board. Move servants who participated in the activity to the expended service box on the player board. Return the improvement tile just used to the Country Estate Organizer. If it is the first time the activity has been hosted, flip it over to the side showing the rows in the upper right-hand corner. If it has already been flipped, do not flip it again. Tiles used in activities are only flipped once except for hybrid tiles. Place Gentry, who attended the activity, into the discard pile face up. The player's turn is over, and the next player in clockwise order takes their turn Turn order is clockwise, but the first player marker is passed counterclockwise after each season, which happens three times per game. Passing. If a player chooses to pass, step two of the standard turn still applies. They are impacted by any special events showing on the round track. They still collect any Monument reputation, and they still may use a Servant's Hall if they have one. In addition, passing accomplishes the following. The player takes back their discard pile creating an active hand consisting of all their Gentry cards. All Gentry are again available to attend activities. The player refreshes service, placing all servants in the available service box on their player board. Next, the player chooses between two options. One, collect 200 in tenant rents, taking 200 from the supplies, or declining the 200 in tenant rents in favor of refreshing the builder's market. The player then has the option of purchasing from the builder's market. It is an unwise strategy to refresh the market without a reserve of pounds to spend. Such an action only benefits the next player in the turn order. Courtship. The arrival of Charles and Elizabeth Fairchild, both eligible, refined, and substantially wealthy, into a relatively modest corner of Derbyshire engages the minds, hearts, and conversation of every member of the social elite within a day's ride by carriage. Players represent families merging from an extended period of economic hardship with a goal of rehabilitating their standing. A most effective way to improve family fortunes is to secure a connection, via marriage, with a reputable and wealthy family. In Obsession, Charles and Elizabeth Fairchild represent the best of the connections and are the focus of the game's seasonal courtship event. In Standard Play, a courtship event takes place on round-track spaces 4, 8, 12, and 16, In extended play, the courtship events occur on round-track spaces 5, 10, 15, and 20. These spaces feature the word courtship and show an icon of a Victorian couple. For an open courtship, which is the default courtship, a theme card is revealed at the start of each season. The first three courtship events are scored for a single theme card revealed in that season. The last courtship event is scored for the cumulative total of all four theme cards. The first three courtship events The theme card is revealed at the start of the season, showing a category of improvement the Fairchild siblings highly value, i.e. Essentials, Service, Estate, Prestige, or Sporting. Players then play three standard activity-based rounds. At the end of that season, players total their victory points on the improvement tiles in their organizer under the revealed category. For example, a player would net three victory points for a Prestige courtship if they have the front parlor, which has been flipped, and the smoking room, which has not. The player with the highest total gets a courtship visit from the Fairchild of their choice. The card representing the desired Fairchild is taken from the round track and put into the winning player's active hand. This player keeps the card for the next season, inviting the Fairchild to activities as desired, normal guest rules applying. Note, in standard play, the first action on courtship rounds 8, 12, and 16 is for the player who won the previous courtship to locate the Fairchild card in their active hand or discard pile and return Charles or Elizabeth to the round track area. This does not apply during the first courtship round four because being the first courtship, no player is yet holding a Fairchild card. It also does not apply if a previous courtship was a tie, which we will discuss next, because no one holds a Fairchild card. The winner also takes one victory point card from the round track examines the favor and sets the card face down near the player board. A victory point card offers players a choice between a number of victory points indicated on the card. This will be three, four or five victory points and a benefit that player may take at any time during their turn if they surrender the victory points. As an example, a card can offer a player a choice between four victory points or three reputation. The player does not have to make that choice when acquiring the card. At any time during their turn, right up until endgame scoring begins, they may take the favor by revealing the card and surrendering the victory points. Courtship Tie If there is a tie between players in the theme category, each player takes a victory point card, but the Fairchild suitor does not spend the next season with any of the contenders. The love interest cannot decide which family to visit. The Final Courtship Event On Round 16 in Standard Play, Round 20 in Extended Play, players total the victory point on the Improvement Tiles in all their organizers under all revealed categories. If a theme appears twice, the victory points in that column are counted twice, reflecting the love interest's consuming passion for the lifestyle associated with the double improvement type. For example, Courtship Combo can reflect a love of the outdoors, gardens, animals, and riding attended by a fine staff of footmen. A formal picnic in the French Garden might be a favorite activity. This courtship would be very different from one that featured two essentials, one prestige, and one service theme. That courtship would reflect a love of libraries and an appreciation of formal dining, galleries, and other indoor activities. The player with the highest total puts a Fairchild card of their choice into their card deck for endgame scoring. The winner also takes one victory point card from the round track. If the card has a favor, the player may use it before final scoring if they choose. Tiebreakers. If there is a tie among players in the total for all four team categories, the player with the highest player board reputation wins the final courtship. If still tied, no one wins the card of either Charles or Elizabeth Fairchild, but all tied players draw a victory point card. I'm going to go ahead and skip the solitaire rules. This will be on page 14 of your rulebook if you are interested. Endgame Scoring After the last courtship event, the round track pawn is moved to the center space with the wedding bell icon. It is time to see who wins the overall competition and the game. For endgame scoring, use the included score pad to total the victory points for the seven categories as described below. 1. Improvement Tile Victory Points Total all victory points showing on each improvement tile in the lower right-hand corner of the tile in your organizer, Monuments Included. Example In the country estate organizer the player finished the game with 13 improvement tiles they add together the white numbers in the wreath located in the lower right hand corner of each tile for a total of 24 victory points two gentry card victory points total the victory points in the upper right hand corner of all the cards in your gentry deck positive and negative example the cards below represent scoring cards from a player's gentry deck positive and negative victory points other than their family members This player has a large deck, but most casual guests do not grant victory points. The player adds the 8 victory points for his family. This total is the same for all families except for the Asquiths. The Dowager Countess adds an additional victory point for a total of 9, so the victory point values for the 5 guests, below for the total of 21 victory points. 3. Objective card victory points. Total the victory points for each completed objective. Example: This player finished with 3 objective cards. He reached maximum reputation as indicated by the circular max tile with the British flag on his player board. He also succeeded in purchasing both the North Library and the Conservatory, achieving a difficult group objective. He did not finish the game with three ladies' maids. This player earned 19 victory points for completing two of his three objectives. or Reputation victory points. Calculate the victory points for reputation showing on the player board. Example: The victory points earned for reputation is the total of the number representing each level achieved added together. This is a triangular number sequence. The next level is always worth one more victory point than the previous, making the highest level worth the most. Standard play and extended play victory points were discussed earlier. 5. Service victory points. Award two victory points per servant present on the player board, regardless of type. Butlers, underbutlers, and housekeepers are worth the same two victory points as valets, ladies' maids, and footmen. 6. Wealth Award one victory point for every 200 pounds remaining on the player board, rounding down. Extra coins have no victory point values. For example, 500 pounds round down to 400 pounds for two victory points. The extra 100 pounds is not counted. 7. Courtship victory points Expose and total the courtship or victory point cards. Example. This player won two courtships and chose not to trade the victory points for either favor and therefore adds nine victory points to their total. After all seven categories are accounted for, calculate the grand total and announce the winner. Tiebreakers If there is a tie, the player with the Fairchild card in their Gentry deck is the winner. If the tied players do not have the Fairchild card, the highest player board reputation wins. If there is still a tie, the players share the victory. Critical note, total victory points wins. A player does not need a Fairchild card in hand to win the game. Thematic background of favors. What is an activity? Obsession's engine is the hosting of social activities and while all trappings of such gatherings need to be thematically sound history, tiles, location, people, etc. The favors that flow from these activities are what powers the game along. If theme is queen in Obsession, then favors must make thematic sense. To begin, when you host a social activity, i.e. a game of bulls on the bowling green, that is the focal point of the visit, usually spanning several days. Traveling around the countryside in 1960s England was neither quick nor entirely comfortable, and guests from some distance would enjoy an extended stay. Furthermore, the family is always present, regardless of whether any family members were featured at the activity itself. It is important to realize that the activity is not concurrent with the favors. It is in gameplay, but not in the real world of our setting. You are hosting two, maybe three, social events in your country estate per season, a time which spans many months. A visit is planned, provisions purchased, and the estate is made ready. Then guests arrive and enjoy some notable activity. Conversations begun on the Bowling Green carry over to the drawing room and the dinner table. After a stay of several days, your guests slowly depart at their convenience. No pounds change hands, no new connections have yet been made, no local attitudes about your family have evolved, for no one is yet aware. Get out of the house dismissals, while perhaps possible, are highly improbable. There was a visit of some days with certain activities out, i.e. the one you hosted, that slowly sends out ripples through local society. During the weeks following the visit, the consequences of your foray into high society come to fruition. At the market, our housekeeper proudly mentions the name of a distinguished visitor from London to Lady York's maid, who carries the news back to her Viscountess. Lady Cavadash learns that the older sister of her dear friend who had visited will be in town, and she immediately pens an invitation to both ladies for a game of casino in the parlor. The Earl's instruction to his banker, based upon a whispered word from a well-connected parliamentarian about international tensions, permits the Earl to protect a foreign investment. Thus are favors born. The timing of favors. Let's examine the three main favors more closely. Viscount Townshend, 300 pounds. A guest who grants a financial favor usually has flavor text describing extensive travels or connections in political society, where government laws and favoritism will likely benefit the aristocracy. Viscount Townsend, an expert in horse flesh, visits Earl Asquith to see his new horses. The Viscount stays only a short while due to pressing matters in London and departs on day three after a morning ride to hounds. During this visit, the Earl learns that the tea crop in India was poor and, several days later, his banker makes a move in tea futures. Major Anthony Cole and the Honorable Albert Plantagenet both three reputation. A guest who grants a reputation favor either has a high prestige rating, reputable connections, or an element of impressive personal history that reflects well on the hosting family—perhaps an admired military man who is respected everywhere, a woman who is accomplished, or a man with noble lineage. The Asquiths enjoy an afternoon in the drawing room with the Honorable Albert Plantagenets and Major Anthony Cole. The family has a strong military tradition, and Major Cole's heroism on the continent is of the greatest interest and all know the story of the planage nets, and if you do not, Albert will tell you. Later that week, after the guests have departed, servants running errands in town describe in glowing terms the proper and impressive guests. It gets back to the valet for Viscount Ponsby, who discusses, with a bit of envy, the visitors with his friends. Word spreads. People, some graciously, some enviously, acknowledge that the Asquiths are doing rather well. Honorable Regina Washburn, one reputation, prestige invite. A guest who grants an invitation favor usually has flavor text describing social connections. After visiting the Asquith estate and spending time in their new English garden, Regina Washburn returns home and raves to her mother about the exquisite glory of the Countess's foxgloves. Viscountess Hampton, her mother, suggests Regina take her friend, Lady Suffolk, to see them as she is a lover of flowers of all types. The following month at the ball, Regina connects the Lady Suffolk, and they agree she simply must see the garden. Regina sends a note to Lady Asquith the following day, a new connection is made. In the Game of Obsession, you embrace the gentle pace of the nineteenth century English life. The improving of your country estate, courtship of the Fairchilds, and rehabilitation of your family's reputation unfolds gradually, thematically, and historically. FAQ Index how do you rotate the first player marker? Page three, upper left. Where can I find an explanation of the symbols on the round track? Page six, right side. What are the special abilities of the underbutler, housekeeper, and footman? Page nine, upper left. Where is an explanation of different favors, reputation, invite, and dismissal? Page nine and 10. How do hybrid tiles and sweet tiles work? Page 12, left side. How do you refresh the builder's market? page 12, bottom right. Where is the endgame scoring? Page 15. And that is it for the main obsession rulebook. That was a doozy. I had originally planned to do the glossary and the upstairs-downstairs expansion, but I am out of energy after reading through that rulebook. That took way more out of me than I anticipated. But y'all, I do recommend this game. It's pretty fun. It's a great, enjoyable time. Definitely something kind of more relaxing to do. In terms of Understanding how to play, I would really pay attention to your player board because it really does have that order of play. Since everyone takes their turn individually and you like walk through all the steps, it's you kind of get it after like the first round of doing all of your actions. I think one really big note when we played that I kind of glossed over and didn't really use was the special actions. I limited myself very hard in those first rounds when I probably shouldn't have just because. I would have been able to do a lot more in the beginning of the game, which would have helped later in the game. And by the end of the game, I had so much excess reputation that I'd wished I'd spent it. That being said, in the standard game, you really only get 12 turns because four of those turns are taken up by the courting event. And it's really important to kind of be aware of what's happening. I know on the first turn of our game, everyone did the same thing. They wanted to get that study flipped over so we could take advantage of the fair bonus, which, you know, is a great passive bonus, especially to kind of like help you push forward in later rounds. But I think if you kind of just look at the outline of play and follow it step by step, it becomes pretty intuitive. The biggest thing that you have to kind of pay attention to is that big prestige number. That's going to dictate a lot of what you can and can't do. So remember, you've got to check that against the bottom left corner of any tile to see if you can actually participate in that activity, and you have to check it against the top left corner of all of your Gentry cards to see if they'll actually be able to attend that or if it is beneath them. Those were one of the two biggest things that kind of tripped us up, the second one obviously being the special actions. Otherwise, I think you're ready to dive into a game of Obsession. Super fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. Definitely a good time and that is it for today's episode of reading Rulebooks. i hope you enjoyed listening as much as i enjoyed reading if you like what you're hearing definitely come and check out my website at makecraftgame.com or the mcg channel over on youtube if you have any questions leave them in the comments and if you have any recommendations on rulebooks you'd like to hear definitely give me a shout out so i know where i'm headed and i will catch you next time have a good one